0: My fingers were stained yellow like weak nicotine or old iodine, and I thought about all the ways that iodine can cover and stain, clothes and fingertips, forearms that have gone through bedroom windows, scraped knuckles from walls. My grandma Hannah kept a jug of it under her bathroom sink, called it something in German that I could not understand. Outside a dog started howling, and I listened to its voice rise and fall over and over again and I remembered that Oscar had been chained to the back fence since the paramedics came, and he had cried like that at the sound of the sirens, even though they were all for show and not for need, because my mother's lips had been blue and there hadn't been breath between them for a while. I went out back and saw that his water bowl was tipped and his chain was wrapped around the post, and when he saw me he started straining at the clasp and coughing out barks, because his throat had gone hoarse from the spilled bowl or the tight chain or a combination of both. My mother's car was cold inside and smelled like tired cigarettes. Philip wanted to drive, and I didn't care enough to fight about it, so he put Oscar in the back seat, and I leaned against the headrest and closed my eyes. It was the first time I had done that in more than half a day, and I realized my pupils felt grit-rubbed and sore. Philip cranked the engine over a few times, pumped the gas pedal, and the car started, and he gunned it once and then twice so that I could smell smoke from the tailpipe coming through my window. There were lights on and houses, and my watch said six, and there was a second when I couldn't decide if it was a.m. or p.m., and I thought maybe I could just make myself faint if I thought hard enough about it. It was a tempting thought, but Philip couldn't handle surprises well and I knew that if I fainted and let the whole damn mess go, when I woke up I would still be in my mom's car, breathing in the smoke stain that she had exhaled, and we would still be in front of the house, and it would still be this day, and nothing about anything would be changed. Let's roll, Philip said, and he dropped the stick on the tree to drive, and when we pulled away from the curb, the wheels caught the wet leaves in the gutter, and we spun in place for a minute, the back end trying to fishtail, and then the tires gripped the street, and we put the neighborhood behind us, and in twenty minutes we put the town behind us. And if Philip kept the car pointed east, we could put the state behind us, too. But east kept bending north, and then we finally turned west, and the thought of escaping faded from a spark to an ash. There had been rain, and the road was hard obsidian that threw back the reflection of taillights every time Philip came up on a car. Hallelujah Junction was ninety minutes out of town, and nothing but a general store full of hunting and fishing supplies, and a roadside bar, and a place for people to stop on their way to Bear Lake for ice or more beer. Oscar ate dog chow from his bowl on the floorboard and back, and every now and then the radio picked up intermittent stations that came in when we broke through the pine trees for a minute or two, and then turned to static as the signals blurred. The tape deck was broken, just like the heater, and the window cranking back, and the speedometer, but Philip was able to wedge a Van Halen tape in place with a crumpled Viceroy pack, and we listened to side one over and over again as the road hairpinned and climbed until the asphalt thinned out and there was a gap in the trees and the sudden neon promise of cold beer. Philip did not talk to me, and I was grateful for that. The parking lot was thick with lifted trucks and muddy tires, and we found a place to wedge the Chevy between a couple of Fords. We got out of the car and stretched and kicked at the gravel for a minute. Neither of us wanted to be the first one through the door, and even though Philip had been positive that we could drink here without a hassle, I could tell that he wasn't so sure now, and maybe he wished he hadn't opened his mouth back at the house and we were still watching movies in the dark and debating over whether to order a pizza, because when push meets shove... It's a lot of responsibility to have an idea. Let's give it a try, I said. The air was crisp, and it snapped at my clothes in long size. We had showered before we left the house, and now we were both clean and new, and I had the bottle in the front pocket of my jeans, an amber cylinder with a name on it that was not my mother's, shoved deep in the cotton that my shirt hem covered, half full of blue ovals the innocent size of Tic Tacs. When me and Christy had rolled my mom over, not for the first time, she still had the bottle in her hand, and I had to pry it loose because I didn't want her to be seen like that. People are quick to judge because sometimes it is easier to not understand. We walked across the short parking lot.